Welcome back to the Dumpin' Chase podcast. A lot going on this past week of sports. We got the Masters recap, thrilling finish with by Patrick Reed. You know, he held off a, a historic speed push on the final Sunday. Uh, we got the four, Frozen Four recap. The UMD Bulldogs prevail yet again in their home state. You know, second time in the last seven years. Big story in the MLB after a hot start is Giancarlo Stanton actually being chased out of his pinstripes slash, I mean, does he deserve them? Uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, action-packed weekend. Who's going to be crowned champion when it's all said and done in June? And our dump and chase of the week, Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian. Interesting, juicy stuff. Stay tuned. Here we go. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth In the middle of the universe Then why is his verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write him like such I'm going to start this episode off with a quick uh, moment of silence For the Humboldt Broncos and the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League Uh, As you all know, there was a horrific bus semi-accident Carrying their whole team on their way to a playoff game uh, I'm still, you know, shocked. Um, my heart goes out to the families. 15 victims. It's just a horrific, horrific accident. The whole hockey community's praying together. And this one, this one hits home the most. So we're going to take a quick brief moment of silence here. All right. Masters recap, Jake. Unbelievable oh. Sunday. Probably one of the best Sundays of the Masters we've seen in a while, although it didn't go into a playoff like everyone hoped. I was hoping for it, man. That I mean, just to see the maneuver Spieth was putting on, what was yeah. he, back nine to start Sunday out? Yeah. He set the record, oh. shoot a 64 Sunday. I was just like, oh, my dude. And then he had a bogey on 18, kind of a tough, yeah. tough uh, drive got... off the tee box. He freaking clipped that limb, and he's just – Sets himself back a good chunk of yards. Um, that would have been an unbelievable drive. He hit it right where he wanted it. Just, just clipped absolutely by a by a centimeter. Clipped that branch. You know, then he scrambling, scrambling to make a par, and and just kind of pushed his putt there on eighteen. And you know, he would have been the tied with the with Patrick Reed at that point. You know, incredible back nine, eight under on the day, it brought himself into contention. I just. You know, my hat's off to Patrick Reed. Uh, I mean, you made this pick as your dark horse. I was just going to say, week. didn't want to say I told you so, but I made a, made a little dark horse pick last week, and sure shit. Uh, I can't stand that guy. I wanted anybody but him, to be honest. You know, <laughs> the it, fucking villain. He's he's the wolf wolf of the Masters, the wolf of Augusta, you, may, you might say. Just just a bad fucking teammate. Just revoked his parents' passes to, to be there on Sunday. Like, he revoked their passes? No, he took their passes, didn't want them there. Apparently his wife's got a feud with them. I mean, I think his wife wears his his balls from her earrings, you know. It's it's just brutal. But my hat's oh, off break. to him. He, 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 he was he, the most consistent golfer all week. You know, he didn't fold under pressure when he knew that big bad speed and Ricky were right on his heels. Hey, don't forget uh, about your guy, John Rahm. Yeah, John Rahm was there. Rahm. The Spaniard. The Spanish uh, he, freak. Bogey on 17 kind of kind of cost him. Um, you know, he finished 13 under, two shots back. But 
what a run by him. Uh, he, he had a nice round. I think he was finished seven under on the day. Uh, just some good stuff from him on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be seeing him around in, in the U.S. Open here come July. Uh, what, a, what a day. You know what, what I was really disappointed, though, Jake? It was just one of those Rory's in the final, final pairing, three shots back, birdies one, Reed bogeys. He's a shot back now, and he gives it right back on two with a bogey. Then he birdies three, gives it right back on four with a bogey. And it was just that kind of day where, you know, he wasn't, his flat stick wasn't working, wasn't knocking down putts, wasn't making par saves or knocking down birdie putts. His iron game wasn't there, but it was just another Sunday where we felt that would, would this be the Sunday where he completes the grand slam? And it looks like we're going to have to wait another year. You know, yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, really, he's the only guy within three strokes of Pat Reed there to start Sunday. Yeah. You didn't even think we are going to see anyone else. But yeah, he, like you said, his putting couldn't really get anything to fall. Spieth, on the other hand, though, man, what a freaking show. His putter yeah. was absolutely on fire. Uh, he had a 25-foot 20 20 putt, or I want to say it was even deeper than that, on the hole he quadrupled bogeyed last year when he yeah. choked last year's Masters away. But, I mean, good for the young Texas guy in speed to come out and really i mean what the last four or five years he's been in contention to win this sucker and you know not yeah people can say that that young in their career he's been he's been the most consistent masters player i would say in the past four years you're right um you know that one tough 2016 sunday where he put you know three in the drink it was kind of like the sergio uh <laughs> on thursday where you know it's almost a bit of greed for Sergio. Not that he mishit any of those. It's just he had too much spin. You know, they were pin high. A couple of them were beyond pin high, and they just rolled back. But I think there was a little bit of arrogance, too, out of, out of uh, Sergio. You know, I, I won it last year. Fuck this. I'm going to keep hitting my shot. I'm going to make sure that this shot makes it instead of saying, you know what? I put two in the drink. Maybe I club up a bit and just put one, put one a little deeper. But once you get four of them in there, it's holy shit. Uh, that that looked like me out there. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. Sergio is just a character. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where he's going to be around till Sunday no matter what. He he won it last year, so he's got to put the green jacket on. Uh, the winner who ended up being Patty Reed. So well, he didn't give a fuck. He was there till Sunday anyways. Um, but yeah, that was a sight to see. A, a 10 on a par 4, that's, that's something you don't see every day. But uh, how about Dory going into the weekend? And, you know, until he proves me wrong and, and proves me otherwise, I, I, I can't be putting money down on, on Tiger Woods to win a to win a major anymore. It's it's gotten to the point where there was too much hype. It's, I don't it's know the constant they, if they wanted more. Is that not the constant more theme viewers? Tiger? It's honestly automatic to have all that yeah. bullshit that follows them. Honestly, if I was Tiger, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, dude, I haven't I mean, been in a fucking game for 10 plus years now. Not ten years, but shit, it's been a while. You know what, Jake? Get I've got a fuck, I've got a fucking hot take here. Is it just me, or does Tiger have the amount of majors he does if he plays in today's game? I don't think he does. I think the field is so strong today, but it's because of him. It is honestly because of him. Oh. Don't get me wrong. There were some sick golfers, you know, Phil in his prime, VJ Singh. I don't know. I you, there's so many dominant golfers in the game today. Rory. Spieth, Fowler, Reed, DJ, Sergio's even up there. I mean, Sergio played with Tiger early on, but it's just incredible the amount of golfers that we have today that are so good. Justin Thomas, a young golfer who's who's been playing well. 
I, I don't know. I, I don't see, I don't think Tiger has as many majors as he does. He was unbelievable for the sport of golf. That's why we see so many golfers today and so many good golfers that is. Um, but the hype surrounding Tiger, it, it, it just pisses me off so much because they hype it up so much that there's just so much pressure. And I disagree with you. Cause I think you, you look at Tiger, he's got Phil Mickelson, VJ Singh, Ernie Els, uh, Jim Furyk, Retief Goosen, uh, Boo Weekly, Boo, bro. Uh, how many times those but, guys win majors? No, they don't. They, I, you know, they're not. But I think the honest debate would be, and I'm not getting into it, but would it not be Tiger versus Jack Nicholas? Yeah, I, I just, I, I just going back to my point here. I don't think we're gonna see a single dominant golfer. Like we've seen in the past with with Jack Nicholas or Tiger Woods, um, do you think Tiger can't dominate at his age right now at, at at his at his current age? Yeah, all this shit that happened to him, obviously it happened, and it's where we are today. But like, could he not come back and still dominate? But what what is he forty five? Uh, forty three maybe. Forty two. He's forty two years 42. old. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely could, but just the game's just gotten so much younger. Yeah. Um, there's just so much young talent. There's not a consistent major winner we've seen, like, like when Tiger played or, you know, when Jack played, but I just think that there's so much pressure on him to win one more that it just makes the field that much stronger. And, you know, even, even on, uh, Thursday and Friday, you had the Australian Leishman playing with him and Leishman finally said, you know what, there's, I played with him in the past and maybe I was intimidated then, but I'm not that intimidated by him anymore. And, you know, he, he was out there on day one. He was, you know, tied for third uh, going into Friday. Um, he was actually in the, in the final pairing on Saturday. Uh, so it's like it brought out an extra level in him that we hadn't seen in the past. Whereas, you know, a lot of people were playing with Tiger and it'd be like, I, I'm not going to bet on that guy. He's probably going to shoot six over because if I played with Tiger, I would be pissing down my leg the entire time. But, you know, it's it's a debate to have. Um, but, yeah, just all around good Masters weekend. I think there was a stat where last 11 Masters winners have been first-time Masters winners. Which for, I love that. I love nine, that. Last 11. Uh, Bubba was the exception. And it's a, Phil, it's a I think fraternity. Was the it's literally a fraternity. I love that. There's, I think it that it'll just deepen the field. I mean, yeah, because no, you're I, in. Now you're in. You win. You're in. Yeah, you're in. You win. You're in. Um, credit to Patrick Reed. You know, as much of a, as much of a douchebag he is, you know, my hats off to him. He didn't fold and and had himself a a green jacket. And you know, one one mo- one move that I did like was Monday. He went uh, went straight to the Chick Fil A drive through and got himself some Chick Fil A with his green jacket on. I thought that was kind of a beauty move. <laughs> but uh, let's switch gears here. Uh, Frozen Four National Championship weekend. UMD Bulldogs prevail prevail in their home state yet again in St. Paul. Uh, it was shocking title. finish. Shocker. I was shocked. Years. You know, I I picked them a few weeks back on our podcast. I just felt there was a sense of deja vu. Uh, they were, you know, the most dominant team in the frozen four. Uh, they, you know, they beat Notre Dame, a really good Notre Dame team. One that probably everybody picked, uh, beat them two to one, but I mean, let's, let's back just it up about, though. Hey, back Notre it up. Dame. A Duluth, a Duluth team that shouldn't have even been there was an absolute long shot. Uh, last team. I mean, in, they last needed, team. 
six conference finals to go their way, and it all happened. They ousted Minnesota by like point zero 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 one in the whole pairwise formula. Uh, yeah, they knocked the Gophers out because of that. Literally, they won on Notre Dame's overtime win versus Ohio State in the Big Ten title game that put Duluth in the tournament. Um, yeah. So they, basically, also, their IOU also was to knock them out. Also, Princeton's uh, overtime double overtime win against Clarkson ousted them as well. Um, like you said, the six championship games booted them. They got in by point and and we saw this uh a few years back in 2015 when providence did the same thing uh they ousted colgate university by point zero zero two they were the last team in and eventually went on and won the national championship against bu a historic game where uh the bu goalie just scored on his own net you know there was some speculation that maybe he had money on the game uh, he threw it in his own net, uh, and that was the most absurd national championship game that I've seen. But going back to the uh, to their paths to get there, you're right. You know, UMD finished fourth in the NCHC, one of the last teams in, the last team in, and wow, what a run for them! Yeah, uh, 11, 11 know, consecutive one goal games in the tourney. Yeah, they won all eight. Just unbelievable. I mean. Let's just throw it back now to to Notre Dame. What a what a run they had! Uh, first round against Tech, they won in in OT. Second round, late 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 goal, uh, final minute to to oust Providence. Then we get to the uh, to the Frozen Four semifinal matchup against Michigan. You know they found themselves in a two all hole early. Came back, few power play goals. Michigan tied it with three minutes left, and then Jake Evans sealed the deal final rush of the game essentially last last 10 seconds potted one to to take the 4-3 win um and send them back to the national championship game but uh it was all dogs in the first period um they had their their home crowd there in st paul kind of a a fluke goal would you say jared thomas's goal line where he just ripped it at the net and found the lane yeah but but that was just before. That's let's go know. back to the, the. Let's go back to the maybe the snipe of the tournament. Carson Coleman's first period goal, short side, bar Mexico, unbelievable goal. Uh, better Selly, you know the uh, the Cloquet Esco Carlton native, uh, you know, really put the troops up, uh, gave them some life, and then Shepard shut the door there on the back end. Um, one of the best, you know, goaltenders in the tournament. And, and eventually, you know, the dogs were crown champions does, yet again. Does Scott Sandlin earned the coach of the year, the late, I mean, obviously it's already given out, but coach of the year award for, they lost uh, seven seniors last year, three underclassmen leaving for the show. Um, five of their top six defensemen are freshmen. Like what was he doing? Right. I mean, it's just the tale of, of the NCHC um there's there's a lot of good coaches they've been you know tested all year long in that conference um but yeah he's 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 been you know a really good coach uh you know he took him to the national championship game last year like you mentioned they had a lot of a lot of freshmen this year under underclassmen um but he's been to you know he's been there since 2000 he's got you know five final four final five frozen four appearances excuse me 
two national championships. He, he coached the world junior team in 05. It's you're right, Jake. Um, whether or not he, you know, he's the late coach of the year um, in our minds. The question now is, is it time for him to move on and go? Pro? Yeah, I was going to, I was just going to follow up and say, does he fall Hackstall and becoming the second collegiate coach ever to step and make the jump up to uh, the NHL? Yeah, I, I would, I would think he, he should. I think, you know, the New York Rangers should consider it. They, they need, they're in the, you know, hiring stage right now with the departure of Allian Vigneault. Uh, it's something to consider. You know, Haxtell, in his first year there, he, he took him to the playoffs. Uh, the injury-ridden Flyers were, were of the last year. But this year, he's got him right back where they need to be. Um, so you can see how that route plays. Uh, it's It'll be interesting. Um, you would think he might he might depart, but, but his heart might be in, in, in college. So, you know, he might stay at home, mm-hmm. uh, but how about they just lost their assistant coach, Brett Larson, to, you know, he took the vacancy at St. Cloud with Motsko going to Minnesota. Brett Larson's the new head coach of St. Cloud state. It'll be interesting to see what he does there. You know, he's a pretty integral part of, of UMD as of late. Um, you know, their assistant coach, great experience. It'll be, uh, it'll be cool to see him and Sandlin go toe to toe next year. But, you know what a what a year it just shows you how much parity there is in college hockey uh anyone can win it whether you're the, the one seed or the, or the 16 um you know college hockey even though the attendance ratings have been down i think it's it's gotten a lot stronger we see a lot more guys in the nhl now um it's 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 so much more competitive there's a lot of parity and it's it's actually good for the game all right going to the mlb now you know we saw day 1 the, the Bronx Bombers, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, he had himself a day, two dingers. And you know what? Everyone's saying the Yankees are the real deal. Is this the best power-hitting team ever? And, and statistically on paper, yeah, it is. But w- what we've seen time and time again is athletes getting scrutinized and being under you know the brightest light in sports in New York City. And... When when you're playing in the Air Canada Center, it's one thing, or sorry, the, excuse me, the Rogers Center, uh, and you're not in, in Yankee Land. It's yeah, it's it's probably just another game. But but then you go home to Yankee Stadium and and you, and you witness the the crowd and the diehards and the history, and it, it just hasn't been all roses for Stanton. You know, he's got the first player ever to have 16 Ks in one week. Uh, he had a 0 for five with five strikeout game against Baltimore in New York. Uh, it's It hasn't been good. Um, you followed that up a few days later with an 0 for 7 with five strikeouts and left nine runners on base. Uh, he was getting booed out of the Yankee Stadium. It's, it's, uh, are, are we, is it time for us to take Stanton's pinstripes from him? This is a, this is a great question. This guy is in a slump. I consider equivalent to Lamar Odom in 2012. Oh, are we talking are we talking the brothel, the brothel slump or are we talking yeah, exactly, yeah, it could the, go either the, way. The Dallas basketball slump. This I don't know if there's off the field issues with the guy, but he's missing the ball. It's not even close. He's he's missing the ball by feet. Like he he's swinging so far over the damn ball. Can't get anything to work. He's getting booed out of Yankee Stadium. He's getting booed out of Fenway. This is just ridiculous. You, you think it has anything to do with the uh, the type of weather in New York? You know, Miami plays in a 
in a contained uh, stadium there. It's it's hot. You know what? I don't Who know. He, he's what, how long has the guy been in the league for? Few years now. I don't he, know. He he goes from a Miami so. a Miami market into the biggest market in the entire world, and I I mean I can't speak for him just because I've never been in the position, but. Um, rumor has it the New York media is not nice, and I think that the guy is probably under some big pressure just being in New York itself, the big city, like you said, the big lights, um, big expectations for the guy, and maybe he's just off to a slow start. Um, do you think it's going to continue here into uh, late spring, early summer? I mean, shit. The, the guy can't get much worse than he's been. He, he's got – 20 strikeouts and 42 at bats. He's batting 167. If that's not rock bottom, that's pretty fucking close. Um, I don't know if it's that that jaw piece that he wears that might be hindering his eyesight a bit. Uh, you know, I, I think he should probably detach that. I, I know he's taken a, a two seamer right to the jibs before and gotten knocked out, but you know, at the end of the day, like you said, the Yankee market. And, and, and the fan base, it's it's the biggest in sports and, you know, it's the most truthful. Uh, whether they love you one day, they're going to hate you the next. Um, if you're not consistent, we've seen it with Eli Manning. We've seen it with Alex Rodriguez. Uh, you know, we've seen it with the Rangers this year. It's It's been tough for New York sports. Um, and it's it's also got to be tough when, you're, when your subway rival in New York Mets are the hottest team in baseball right now. Um, you know, seeing them, what's going on on the other the other side of town, and when with the ex- expectations so high in in the Big Apple for the Yankees, it's it's got to be frustrating. Um, like you said, going from an easygoing Miami market to New York, it's it's got to be a tough transition. But uh, I think the most underrated, funniest funniest Giancarlo Stanton play that I've seen was was at Fenway this past weekend on Friday. Uh, there's a routine pop fly. Stanton goes running over to the to foul territory, puts his right hand on the wall, and kind of looks up. and And then he stops, doesn't even continue to play. And then he sees the ball last second. He's running right. The ball's going left, lands in fair territory, and then into the into out of play. So it was a ground rule double. And he said after the game that he thought the ball was four rows deep. <laughs> I don't know if he's got that jaw piece, uh, you know, attached to his to his ball cap out in right in left field, but you just shit. Need to start. You the guy just needs a, a quick redo, start over. If you can't track a routine fly ball at night when there's no sun in your eyes, you it tells that tells me one thing that his inconsistencies at the plate is so far in his head that has so much real estate in his head that he can't even play fucking defense. Is he shaving points at this point? Is that, is that something <laughs> you could consider? Is he, is he shaving points or, or does he just miss Marlins man? Cause Marlins man's not content down in Miami. Marlins tell you that. He's not going to another Marlins game. He's hitting the road. I mean, he flew, he flew to the Virgin islands. Cause that's where Jeter says that the new headquarters are. And he got there, and it's it's basically a it's basically a, a theater with uh, you know a, a pull down uh, what do you, what do you call those uh, metal gate type things? Uh, last and, last uh, picture I saw was Marlins man in the lazy river of, at his freaking resort, double fisting a couple of pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's, that 
guy's the man. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because if Stanton doesn't figure it out here by, you know, first week of, of May, it's it's going to be a long, long year for the Yankees. Um, you know, Judge hasn't been, you know, statistically all that much better. You know, batting average is up there in the threes, which is fine. But the, the home run power hasn't been there. Sanchez and Didi Gregorius have been their best hitters. So when you pay a guy that, that many millions and he's – and he's not coming anywhere near the ball. That's got to be on the back of Aaron Boone's mind. Um, that'll be something to keep an eye on, too, moving mm-hmm. forward. All right, switching gears here, Evan. We're going to jump into the NBA playoff pictures um, with NBA playoffs starting up this weekend. We'll run through the East. Uh, Toronto Raptors taking on the Washington Wizards. Celtics taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Philadelphia Sixers and the Miami Heat. And Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. Evan, who do you got and why? That uh, I think the most intriguing matchup in that in the East, uh, in my opinion, is the first one with the Raptors and the Wizards. Um, the Wizards were a team that kind of Open the season, doing pretty well. A um, couple key injuries. You know, John Wall missed, you know, the last few weeks. With him back and a healthy John Wall and a healthy Bradley Beal, with, you know, Kelly Oubre Jr. knocking down threes, I could see that team po- causing problems for, for the Raptors. The Raptors are as good as we've ever seen in the past few years, but um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it'll be the, the, the most interesting matchup in the East. I'm going to go with uh, the Raptors. I think they win it in six games, but but don't don't uh, don't be shocked if that one goes seven. Uh, the one eight matchup there. All right, they gonna they gonna see Cleveland in the second round, or you think uh, Indiana will have something to say about that? I think they'll see. I think they'll see Cleveland. Uh, Indiana's a, a dangerous, streaky team. Um, they're actually pretty electric offensively. Victor Oladipo most likely going to win the most improved player award. Uh, he's been one of the most elite players in the East this, this year. Uh, I think the Cavs win that series pretty handily. Uh, I picked them in five. Um, I mean, if, if the Cavs, if the Cavs are, they're finally healthy. Um, if they, if they're shooting like they can, they can score it. Will that team um, and they got the best player in the NBA if if they're able to shoot and uh, LeBron's, you know, he's going to get his. But if, if the other if the role players are knocking down shots, that, that'll be a quick series. But if they're not, um, you know, that one has the ability to go to the distance, too. With with a struggling Cavs D, one of the worst in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, they're ranked 29th in defensive efficiency. It's, it's going to be no cupcake easy walk uh, if they're not hitting their shots. So I- I'm going to say Cavs in five, but but that one could go seven as well, like like the uh, like the rap series. Uh, two questions I got for you out of the East. First one: What the hell is up with this 76ers team? Where do they come from? The process is coming together here. Where? How far do you got this 76ers team going? That's that's a good question. They they got 16 wins in a row entering the postseason, most ever in in the NBA history of of a team entering the postseason. Uh, it looks like the process is finally, you know, paying its dues. Um, it's, it's interesting cause they've won their last six, I believe without Embiid, uh, a team that struggled without Embiid all year. And then they finally starting to get the rhythm. Um, 
Ben Simmons is, you know, there's that argument, should it be him or Donovan Mitchell for rookie of the year? I, I like Donovan's argument about Simmons not being technically a rookie, but at the end of the day, the award is what the award is. And, and, and I think Ben Simmons is the best technical rookie, uh, quote unquote, that there has been this year, most valuable rookie to his team. Um, Donovan's got a good case, but, but Simmons is so dialed in, you know, you got JJ Redick hitting his threes that that's going to be a scary team. Uh, I would almost say it's going to be Cleveland and the 76ers in the Eastern conference finals. I think the 76ers, I think the 76ers get past the Heat in five, um, five games. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if MD gets any action in this series, depending on how it goes. Uh, and then, you know, the, the credit to their success is, has been, I guess their tanking over the years has finally paid off. They, <laughs> they've got a significant, you know, sturdy roster. Players have been healthy all year. It's, uh, you know, they, with the addition of Markel Fultz finally back, uh, basically a redshirt year. Um, yeah, that's a dangerous so, team. So you um, got uh, you got LeBron and the Cavs versus 76ers. So it's going to play out 76ers and, trump the Cavs, and then offseason LeBron takes his talents to Philadelphia. Hold on, hold on. I, 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 see a lot of, I see a lot of people picking – the the Milwaukee Bucks to upset Boston in the first round, but hold up, hold up, wait a minute. Uh, Giannis, yeah, he's probably one of the top ten players in the NBA, but but are we really picking the Milwaukee Bucks to upset Boston? I, I don't think so. I think that one goes to six games. But um, Brad Stevens is one of the top three coaches in the NBA. They, they still got that young star Jason Tatum, who's great. Um, Al Horford veteran talent it's it's not going to be all roses for the bucks um do i think the celtics win easy no i don't and i think they lose in the second round to the to the philadelphia 76ers but um it's the east is is better than than it gets credit for uh it'll be really interesting to see who gets out of the east uh jumping over to the west houston rockets taking on your minnesota t-wolves uh, Golden State Warriors versus the San Antonio Spurs, Trailblazers, and the Pelicans, and the Oklahoma City Thunder with the Utah Jazz. Same question. Evie, uh, what do you like about the West? Uh, who do you see kind of dominating that? Is it going to be the same old um, top seed projections? Walk me through the West. All right. Uh, the 1-8 the matchup uh, with the addition of Jimmy Butler coming back from his knee injury. It's not going to be a you know a breeze, but I do think Minnesota wins one game. Shout out to them making the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. It's been a while. Uh, I think they'll take one game, but I think the Rockets is just too much firepower with Harden, Paul, Capella. Um, they're just so so good, so deep. Uh, I think they win in five. Um, the two seven matchup. They don't have Curry, Golden State, but they got sharpshooters, Durant, Clay Thompson, the big bad, Draymond Green. It's 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 a really deep team. Steve Kerr's got that unit, you know. He he'll get them dialed in for the playoffs. I know they've been struggling late and have they been carrying, who knows, once once he gets the playoffs. It's a different different ball game. They've shown that in the past. Uh 
the Spurs, uh, an aging Spurs team with with the biggest question surrounding will Kawhi Leonard even be there for the playoffs? Probably not because he hates Greg Popovich. And I don't blame him. Greg Popovich is the biggest dick in the media there is today. I don't know how he gets away with some of that shit. He, he thinks he's so entitled because he's won so many so many trophies. But he looks homeless. At the end of the day, to, the end of the day yeah, he's just a douche to the media. It's like, just man up. Answer your questions. Don't be don't be a cock and go on with your profession. And I get it. Some of the interviews are annoying, but come on, dude. Uh, but, but I think the, I think Golden State wins that in four. I don't really give the Spurs a chance. Um, the three, six matchup. Here's my upset of the first round. No, at the Pelicans taking down the T Blazers Lillard MVP candidate. It's been phenomenal all year. CJ McCollum, uh, Nurkic, they got some, some talent, but Anthony Davis is arguably, Hot take, but it's not my hot take, but it is a hot take. He's arguably the best player in the NBA, um, specifically at his position. Uh, you know, LeBron's the best player in the NBA, but he has been crucial to that team. Uh, Rajon Rondo, we saw this last year when he was in Chicago. Before he got hurt, they were up 2-0 on the Celtics in the first round. All the guy does is make sure everyone on his team eats. I think, do you think I he'll think, be top five? And where, where, where do you think he'll sit? I got uh, LeBron should be one, but he's not going to be. It's going to be Harden because this thing turned into a uh, is this the new cool thing? Um, what blows my mind is is that Russell Westbrook is projected to finish seventh when he averaged a triple double. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Did did he not average a triple double last year? And that's what got him the MVP. So that just kind of shows you that, okay, they, they like new things. Uh, so if you if so if Russell Westbrook isn't the MVP, if we're just going off, you know, a pop culture type thing, then it's got to go to Harden. He's on the best team. Mm-hmm. He's got the best record. He's the scoring champion. I guess you put him at one then, Jake. Uh, two would be LeBron. He should win it every year. He's just that dominant. Um, three, I got Anthony Davis, uh, unbelievable this year, carrying a team that lost Boogie Cousins partway through the year. He makes uh, sure his team eats barbecue chicken. Here's his team eats. Uh, that's a scary team. Honestly. Uh, I wish they reseeded in the NBA, but they don't. Uh, so it looks like golden state in my bracket is going to meet up with them in the second round. Um, Lillard, I think, finishes four. Uh, carried a T-Blazers team to the three seed. Um, and then a dark horse, I would say, to win it uh, would probably be... I Yeah, my dark horse would be Westbrook. He, he's not getting enough love, but he should be. Um, All right. Hey, to, to keep on track here, Westbrook and the Thunder... Uh, last team in the West, last matchup in the West, uh, taking on the Jazz. Who do you got in that one? Thunder and five. Thunder and five. Yeah, a lot of people are picking the Jazz, but there's no chance. It's, you know, it's Paul George. It's uh, Russell Westbrook, Steven Adams, and then with Carmelo back in the playoffs. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be all Oklahoma. I got I got Golden State coming out of the West. And I got Cleveland coming out of the East. 
And I got Golden State winning it for the second consecutive wow. season. All right. Uh, debate here. If you – what if they could – if the top seed drafted their choice and who they played, do you think, say, the Rockets would pick the T-Wolves? Like, you know, say the first seed in the in the West got to, oh, got to draft and they, their matchup. Do you I think you they would – similar or different? I, I think they would take uh, the Spurs, honestly. That's that's a an, an aging, um, you know, a lot of question marks surrounding them. I think they would take the Spurs, and the T Wolves to me are, I mean, they're a top five seed. They just had injuries, and you know, they had a playing game to get in essentially. So I, I think they would take the Spurs. So then, do you see Golden State at the second pick taking the T Wolves? Because T Wolves have been a tough team against them. I mean, they've lost season series two to three, but. Do you think they would go yeah. Pelicans, or do you think they'd? It's it's funny because the Jazz Pelicans have beat them, you know, in the, in the past two weeks, and, and even the Blazers. Uh, I think they would probably take Minnesota. First time that Minnesota has been in the playoffs in a while. I, I think they go with the Wolves. Okay, great. Um, all right, let's jump over to the NHL playoff picture. A uh, couple great matchups on both ends. You're looking at Nashville versus Colorado, Tampa Bay. At, versus New Jersey, Winnipeg, and Minnesota. The Penguins and Flyers, a Philly matchup there. Uh, Washington Capitals and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, One-seeded Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings. Bruins, Maple Leafs, Ducks, Sharks. Uh, Evan, nothing better than playoff hockey, brother. The best. I mean, it brings out the best in everybody. The refs let a little, a little stuff go. Uh, I think my favorite part of playoff hockey is the, the face washing, the amount of face washing, the amount of grit in front of the net. I, it's my favorite. Uh, nothing better than getting a nice, dirty glove. These guys face. get uh, banged the fuck up. Like you just, it's, it's a different game, man. It's a completely different game. It it just shows you that experience usually prevails. Uh, in in NHL playoffs, you, you need guys that have been there before. Um. Which you know, which kind of gets me into the first thing, Jake. Do you think Vegas advances out of the first round, being that it is an expansion team, the first year it's in Vegas, and you know, not a lot of expectations coming into the season, but but that they were the most you know dominant team in the Pacific Division all year. You, you, you know, think they get out of the first round? I want to say yes so bad, um, and there's a lot of here. Yes, Vegas, the expansion team but they've been so red hot where it's hard to root against them. I think you can also take into a test the goaltender, Mark andre Fleury. He's had um, more than seven seasons of playoff experience, so I think in the back end, as far as their goaltending goes, you, you see it so many years, like Yaroslav Halak did uh, back in the day. Um, Jaguar, you, could, you can ride a hot-ass goaltender. If Flurry gets hot, he's had the experience. They got a bunch of young guys, and they're they're red hot right now, and I, I wouldn't want to play them, to be honest, if I was the L.A. Kings. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I agree. Um, if Flurry gets hot, you know, anything can happen. William Carlson's been, you know, one of their most explosive forwards. You, you got, you know, big time, um, big game James Neal. They got some players with with some experience. I just think an L.A. Kings team that's been there before, you know, Kopitar, Doughty, Carter, Brown, you know, they're getting up there in age. But, but oh, I feel hell, like you got enough. As a yeah, it's a, it's a team. 
it's a team that I, if I'm Vegas, I'm probably not wanting to play in the first round, especially with Jonathan Quick, uh, what he's been able to do in the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. For me, I think if I'm Vegas, I wish I would have matched up with the Ducks with, with an injured Gibson and Nett. I, I think that would have been the matchup to have. Uh, it didn't work out in the final week here, but I, I think the Kings, you know, I think they, they win the series. Um, I'm going to say they win it in six. It, it could go seven, but but I, I think the Kings win it in six. I'm, I'm going to take Vegas in seven just because they're hot, okay. just because they have, have a goalie who's been there. All right. Uh, the second Pacific matchup, we got the the Ducks and we got the Sharks. Who do you, who do you got in that one? Oh, man, I hate both of these teams. Uh, only good thing I like about this series is that being in the Midwest, you got a late game every freaking other night of the week. Um, yeah. A lot of injuries on both ends. Um, a lot of experience on both sides. Corey Perry, Getzloff, uh, Joe Thornton, Pavelski, Paul frickin' Martin. Um, Couture. Couture. <laughs> frickin' A, man. The list goes on. Um, yeah. Thornton is out, though. Um, Sharks, they still... Might, yeah. Sorry? Might, might come back. He might come back mid-series. I think he was, I think he was, he was skating on it. Um but we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Anaheim Ducks in six. Um, okay. They they have a little bit more of an advantage in, in experience. Um, they're a little less banged up, and I, I think the Ducks have been a top contender for so many years. I compare them to the the West or the East Coast freaking Washington Capitals. Um, yeah. You you can bet on them for so damn long and they got to have success sooner or later. So that's why I'm taking the Ducks in six. I'm going I'm to take – I'm just going to, you know, contradict you here. I'm going to take the Sharks. They've they've had experience in the past. You know, they went to the Cup two years ago. Uh, they lost Marlowe. But, you know, with, with Couture, Pavelski, uh, Donskoy, uh, Edward Vlat, Mark Edward Vlasic, uh, Brett Burns, they've got, they've got some talent. Um, I'm going to take them in five. Uh, if they can steal one at Anaheim, you know, in the opening of the round, just with Gibson being out, I, I think that's going to be beneficial. Mm-hmm. The Sharks, I'll, I'll go Sharks in five. Uh, let's jump up to the uh, the Central Division, the, the most consistent and dominant team, you know, over the second half of the season, the Nashville Predators with the one seed overall taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Um, who do you have in this series? baby. Smashville. I it, it, yeah. call me a bandwagon guy, but the Nashville Predators are the greatest thing that happened in, to Nashville, Tennessee itself. Um, that is a city that's just has a burning flame and passion for hockey. Pre-game tradition of throwing the catfish on the ice. I love it. Love that. it. Um, I think this city was cut short last year. Hell, I we want to plan a trip down to Nashville. I got to see a game in this arena. I want to get this match for sure. Let's do it. Um, young Colorado team, though, McKinnon, he's got nothing but speed and talent. Tyson Jost on their second line, a North Dakota kid who's also extremely skilled. Um, I think they'll put up a good fight, but um, even on the back end for Nashville, um, I think they're going to be too much, too, ex- too much experience, too physical. Anaheim hasn't seen – or I'm sorry, um, the Avalanche haven't seen the playoffs in, in a hot minute. Um, with the younger team, I just think Nashville is going to be too much for them. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, Nashville's been, you know, the top team, like I said, for the second half. Uh, they're so deep. Uh, you know, that line of Forsberg, Johansson, and Arvidsson, arguably the best offensive lineup in, in, the, in the West right now. And then even their second line, Fiala, Turris, and Smith, they're producing. Um, Mike Fisher's back from, you know, he saw what they were doing. He wanted in on so he's like, I'm going to come out of retirement because I want to win a cup. Um, Carrie let him do it. You know, credit to her. She uh, she gave him his balls back. Big ups. He's back Big ups, show. Carrie. Big ups. So I got I got the Predators in four. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. Abs are very promising future. You're a young team. They're going to be very good. Um, can you can so you name a weakness on that Predator team? No. I don't think I really I mean, can. You know, it could be – if there is one, I would come down to their equipment guy. You know, one bad edge here, one bad edge there. I, I don't see, you know, they're my best defensive core in the NHL. Um, they're, you know, Josie, Ellis. deep. They got a good back end in, uh, in Carrie Underwood. Um, Probably Vesna tra- champion, uh, Pekka Rene. Uh, they're, 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 a, they're, a, they're a wagon. They're good. Uh, who do you think they're playing? Are they, are they going to play the Wild or the Jets? Man, I, I mean, with with Suter going out with that what fractured ankle, it's the the defense of Minnesota is a a laughing joke. Uh, you're going to be looking at Dumba and Spurgeon probably playing most minutes for these guys um, with Prosser filling in. Um, they're probably going to have to bring up a D man from. From Iowa, the probably recall Susie or hell, I couldn't even name another D man on that Iowa Wild team. Yeah, they just got they just tra- they traded Mike Riley at the deadline. Yeah, and so um, then you'll be you'll probably see Sealer play a lot of minutes, which I like yeah. Sealer. Um, but between Sealer, Prosser, and um, and Susie, yeah. I mean, you got three guys who are are average puck handlers in the AHL. It's going to be a revolving door. They'll see who's you know who's playing well, who can play well. They're going to, they're probably going to run to five sixty, um, but yeah, that's a gut check time, especially against a hot Winnipeg Jets team. Uh, line A, who's got the best shot in hockey, Blake Wheeler. Um, you know, even that O'Connor, uh, Kyle Connor from Michigan. He's he's been having a year, fast, speedy. Yeah. That team is really, really good. Um, but they have yet to win a playoff win in their franchise history. That dates back to the Thrashers. Uh, inexperienced a little bit, but they're they're a really good team. Uh, so so are you going with the Wild or are you taking I, the Jets? I got to take the Jets. Um, I think just to say their home ice advantage alone, um, they're like 37-4-2 and two at MTS Bell Center. Um, you know, if they can jump on the wild early and get two wins at home, I think that the wild are going to be in deep trouble. Um, it's a smaller, you know, it feels like the fans are right on top of you type building. Um, they got the whole city behind them. Um, they're hungry for a, for, for a cup back in Winnipeg. Um, I think that's going to be a tough building to play in. And I think that Winnipeg is going to steal two quick ones and then, if they can get one at the XL in, in, in St. Paul, I think that series is going to be over, sadly. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
the Wild do have do have playoff history. They got some history of losing, uh, but but their kryptonite, the Blackhawks, aren't in it this year. They're I would say I'm I'm going to take the Wild. Uh, I'll take them in seven. I think this thing's going to go the distance. Uh, Dubnik usually shows up in these types of games. Uh, Parisi's back. He's one of the hottest players in the NHL and you know, the month of March and a little bit into April. Uh, I'm just going to take the hometown wild. Uh, We'll see what they do. It'll be interesting. Uh, But let's switch gears here to the Eastern Conference. Uh, Number one overall seed, Tampa Bay Lightning, taking on the New Jersey Devils. Uh, The the Tampa Bay Lightning have been the best team all year in the East, with the exception of, you know, a few rough patches here and there. A couple injuries, but they're all back healthy. Uh, you know, Kucherov, Stamkos, they added McDonough at the deadline, uh, Hedman, uh, Vasilevsky. It's they're they're good. They're solid. Uh, I, I think, you know, Taylor Hall has been incredible. He's going to be a hard trophy candidate uh, for the Devils. Uh, but their next leading scorer is about 35 points behind them. You can't win in the NHL when you don't have depth. Uh, their goalie is a question mark. Is Schneider going to be able to go? Will he not? Uh, I just think this one's going to be a, a breeze for Tampa. Uh, I think they win in, in four. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm thinking they're going to get a clean sweep too. Their offense, you know, regular season, they had the most goals in the entire NHL. Um, you get that first line to heat up. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Samkos, two guys who were basically dueling with Connor McDavid for the Art Ross. You got just way too much offense to handle. I haven't heard much out of New Jersey all year. Their their depth, like you said, also is is something that, you know, in the playoffs you need depth. You need guys. You, you know, guys are going to get banged up, but if you can roll four right. lines, three four lines consistently, um, which Tampa Bay I think can, and all lines can produce too. I think they're going to be in really really good shape. Um, yeah, you can you can also argue they have the experience too. So, right. I think, no, I sure. think they're going to run past uh, New Jersey, no problem. So you got you got the Lightning as well. Yeah, I'll go Lightning in four. Okay. Um, second, you know who who do you think they're going to play? Are they going to play you know the the hot Boston Bruins or or the well coached uh, Toronto Maple Leafs? I think Boston is so damn hot right now, running through the playoffs. I think they're going to absolutely floor it past these guys. They're like the Preds, man. They're deep. That that first line with Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak. I love Marchand, man. He is so – Man, he's, he's such, a, such a little rat. He's a fucking – I mean, I, I, I respect him. He's dirty at times, but he, he plays he plays hard. He's going to give you – he's like a Russell Westbrook, but in the NHL, um, a little more dirtier. You're not saying Russell Westbrook's dirty, but he gives it, you know, everything he's got. Um, if he was healthy this year, probably could have led the NHL in points. He had the most points per game. Uh, then you got Bergeron kind of, you know, showing some 2010, uh, flashes with, with the young Pasternak that lines deep. And then, I mean, DeBrusque, Krejci and Rick Nash with the addition at the deadline there. Bergeron Bergeron goes down. uh, Riley Nash steps up. Um, you, you got your boy Ryan Donato from out East, um, Olympic dude who stepped up. They are, yeah. they are the deepest team in the postseason, bar none. And then to back it up, I think, two I would, I would argue, I would argue Nashville's deeper, but I think you're right when Boston's the deepest in the in the East. Tampa's Tampa are, could questionably, 
Um, better goaltender with Vasilevsky, but Tukarask has Tukarask <laughs> has experience. Um, but I th- yeah, I, I mean, think ver- like when you compare Nashville and Boston, Boston like you you need four lines that are going to contribute night in night yeah. out. You need defensive pairings on top of their game, and you need a goaltenders that. Uh, I mean, Bruins can check every single box there from top to bottom. I just think they're. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you have your bias towards them. I get that. I just think the Predators' decor is way, way better. Um, not okay. Not not way better, but deeper. Char and Subban are washed. Yeah. Uh, no. Would you take Char and McAvoy or Subban and who's he? Who's he with? Subban. He's with uh, at home. Fuck. That's a good pairing. That's a good pairing there. Yeah, you're fucking right. I mean, shit, Jake, you have Roman Josie, Ryan Ellis as your top pairing. Subban's on their second fucking unit with Ekholm. And then you have Emelin and Irwin as their 5-6. Um, I mean, shit, the Bruins, they got... Corey Krug, Adam McQuaid, and Miller. And then uh, McQuaid as their 6. Um, I just think, yeah, Char is good, but he's old as shit. He's a fucking fossil. Um... I would take Josie over him any day of the week. Uh, Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy. Uh, young stud, but you can't tell me that Nashville's D aren't better than that. But, yeah, I mean, shit, that's a deep team. Uh, we both got the Boston Bruins winning that one. You got them in four. I got them in six. Uh, the Washington Capitals, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I just think, you know, I don't know if it's the Caps' year. I would like to think it is. What is uh, not the Caps here, though, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's, they have the history of choking. Ovechkin, one goal shy of 50. Um, I don't even know who's going to be starting, if it's going to be Holpe or if it's going to be Grubauer. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to take the Caps in six. But – don't be surprised if Columbus, you know, stretches it or even, you know, wins the series. But it's – it's the Caps should win the series. Columbus, you know, Bobrovsky could be the difference. But I'm going to take the Caps. Who are you taking? You know what? I'm going to – I'm going to give Washington a big middle finger because uh, it's the Capitals year every damn year. Um, good for them, whatever, not happening. John Tortorella is leading this Columbus team. Um, a team that's battled adversity, a team that's had the big ass streak last year. Um, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know much about this Blue Jacket team, but I just don't see Washington. I, I don't think it's their year, and I think they're going to get upset first round. You think first round, huh? First round, ousted. Shit. Out of nowhere. Right. Sergey Brobrovsky. Um, and then the final final uh, game of the first round, final series, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins looking to three-peat against the uh, the surging Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, who do you got in this one? Um, ask me how Drew's going to lead them to uh, an Eastern Conference championship, please. You got the Flyers. Eh? I, I love everything North Dakota hockey, and I, I want success for Dave Haxtell in, in Philadelphia so bad. All right. I don't know how they're going to get it done, but it's going to be on the backs of Drew and Hackstall. I, I agree. Um, don't don't get me wrong. Fun. This Pittsburgh team is nasty. Yeah. I I think, I, man, it's so hard to, to go against Pittsburgh. 
if there's a team that's going to do it, I would say a, a low seed that could do it, I think, would be the Flyers. Uh, I got – shit, I got the Penguins in seven, um, Crosby, Malkin, just Kessel, so much firepower. It's just you can't you can't root against them. I, I mean, you can I root hope, against them, I but, hope this but you can't pick against them. hockey series here. I hope this is just a physical battle. I hope so too. I, I, I'm going to take the Penguins. Um, so with all those picks aside, who, who do you think is hoisting the cup, and and who are they defeating uh, in the Stanley Cup final? I want. I'm go- You know what? After this whole debate, I'm going Boston over Nashville, seven game series. I'm. Uh, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Nashville, and I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Nashville over Pittsburgh. Uh, a little. A little revenge. Um, the NHL to see a repeat uh, repeat matchup because the, the teams are just so, you know, similar lineups from, from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Love to see Nashville hoist it. Um, they're so deep. It, it, it'll be real interesting. Um, I think Boston will, will meet with Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah, like so, so so you got, you got Boston over Nashville. I got Nashville over Pittsburgh. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, one last NHL question. Who do you think wins the heart? You think it's McKinnon? You think it's Taylor Hall? You think it's Claude Giroux? Who, who do you I think, think gets it? I think Giroux's the front runner right now, Evie. Who do you or, or do you think it's Kucherov? <laughs> I personally think that it'll go to McKinnon. Uh, he, he, the abs were the bottom of the barrel last year. Uh, the, the kid's been unbelievable. Um, with with them searching or sorry, with them you know claiming the last playoff spot uh, on a playing game essentially against the Blues, it's uh, I think it's got to go to him. I, I, McDavid, I like that. I I don't like the Kucherov pick so much just because I think MVP's got to be given to a guy who has been most valuable to his team, not only just in the league in general. And I think, yeah, Kucherov has right. thrown up 80-plus points. But, I mean, he's had a team around him that's been a great sporting cast. Not saying McKinnon or Drew hasn't, but I think you can look at those guys and say, holy shit, Drew is in, yeah. and McKinnon have single-handedly had direct impacts on bringing their team to the postseason. And, so, and, to, and, and, and throw Taylor yeah, Hall. Yeah, Taylor Hall, too. Taylor Hall, too. 93. Kind of been a sleeper um, for a couple years, but he's, he's – Kind of picking yeah. it up here. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, McDavid, yeah, we all know he's the best player in the NHL. Um, but with them being 30 points out of a playoff spot, it's hard to give it a, a guy the award. And we, we we see this in sports today. Harden, like we mentioned, will probably win it. And um, McDavid could easily win it. But but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's McKinnon. I uh, finished three points shy of 100. Uh, he would have got it if he played in you know a few more games. He missed he missed eight games, um, one point three one points per game. Brought his team to the playoffs. Just a, an absolute game changer. I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take McKinnon. All right, this is the this is the Dump and Chase podcast though, Hawkins. So our Dump and Chase of the week: Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian. Uh, some videos surfaced of him at the club. Uh, you know, sucking on some. Someone else's mouth. Motorboating. Uh, Absolutely face-down motorboating. This is (laughs) banana land. This guy is living a carnival life. 
There was even a sex tape that that came out. Um, it's you can't see him, but you see you see some sexual intercourse going on, and um, you know I have no reason to to believe it's not him. You can't um, you can't be six eleven and and hide in the club, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> six almost seven feet walking around. What? Who, who does he think was he? Does he think he's five foot two? I, I don't Jake? know. But I, the worst part about hide? this whole shit is. Chloe Kardashian's seen it all. Like she's got to see these videos. She's got to see all the headlines and tabloids and all this shit. And the fact that she's just buying in and believing it—is it a like what? It's just that. I mean, how about how about the fact? This is this is what I think is uh, the most absurd. Chloe is nine months pregnant, and she's about you know three days away from giving birth. And Tristan's like, "Oh, hey, girl, I'll be back. I'm finna go to the club." Um, I'll be back. The boys are going to be there. It's going to be a boys night. Meanwhile, he's motorboating, um, doing some other stuff. Apparently he's got a mistress. So the question now, the question now is, does Chloe stay with him? I, I don't think she can after this. Um, you know, the Kardashians have a history with, you know, whether it's, a, you know, Kim went through a divorce. Um, she's with Kanye now. She had a sex tape with Ray J herself. Uh, you know, they haven't been the most discreet being in the news, but dude, um, but the headline is, you know, does she dump them? Does she, does she dump them? Does she chase someone else? Word, what, what, word you, for what word from the headline I read, Chloe has bought Tristan's story and excuses hook, line and sinker. And right now she has no intention of leaving him at all. A source close to Kardashian says what? Huh? I wonder you think there's some money involved? I don't in that know. Story? But apparently, she's the only woman he wants, and that he would never cheat on her. And Chloe is believing it. Wow. I mean, you, you heard it here. The first. dump and chase is breaking this the story. I get. I mean, not breaking it, but yet we we are stealing the story and we are breaking it. <laughs> but I mean, I swear to God, right. if, if I'm oh. pregnant, and, and Amy, if you're listening to this, and I find out you're in the club cheating, and you got a sex tape in your face and dick. Goodbye. That's the last we talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. If if I see a seven foot eleven, six foot eleven figure uh, in the club making out, same hairline, uh, same build, and you know, you tell me it's not you, you know, it's probably not you. You know, I'll probably I'll probably say, you know what, you know, it's probably not you. Um, there's probably another six foot eleven uh, NBA star in the club, so. Um, with the same, yeah. with so the same wave, same hairline, same, same wave. What's going to be interesting is is Tristan going to be able to come off the bench for the Cavaliers in the playoffs and perform, or will his head? Be will they boo else? him if he gets to the line? Are they going to boo him? Or are they what? Ugh, poor guy. I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of people have hatred for the Kardashians, so they might cheer him. It it could go either way, man. It could go either way. Go either way. Well, it'll be something to follow. Um, you know, Unreal Rundown, Jake. Uh, that, that wraps up the show for us tonight. Um, it's, we got a lot, of, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. We'll be, we'll be following the NBA and the NHL playoffs. And we got the NHL, sorry, the NFL draft right around the corner. Uh, we'll weigh in on that next week. And just a lot going on in the sports world right now. Playoffs starting to heat. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. I don't want to die for them to miss me.
Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that outlive me. They gon' tell the story, shit was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back, sometimes I won't. Yeah. I feel good, sometimes I don't. Hey, no. I finesse down Western Road. Hey, next. Might go down to GOD. Yeah. Wait. I go hard on Southside G.